Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Welcome to episode 28 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Red Sox swept the Guardians and are now 19-4 and <laughs> in June. Joey, how you doing? I'm doing all right, and if you're wondering, 19-4, and can I get some more uh, some more stats behind those numbers? Uh, I can sure give it to you. Yeah. That is an 82.6 win percentage, and it is a 134 win pace. 82.6. That's how you say it instead of 826 winning percentage? You go with 82.6. Well, I mean, it's a percentage. should be out of 100. No, that's fair. But no, I mean, winning right. percentage is like 826, right? Is it like... You, I guess. I, I guess you know. can do both. You can do both. No, that's fair. When I say it, percentage, I'm always going to go with per... It's like batting 100. average 33.3% of the time Xander gets a hit. I mean, I did say that to you recently this week, and you were like, I've never thought of it like that. <laughs> never thought of it that way yeah. at all. Um, mm. No, but I mean, it's it's insane, dude. They're they're playing at a level. And, and uh, tell me if this has happened with you, Joey. And mm-hmm. my brain is moving slow today, so hopefully it doesn't show. Tell me if this has happened to you recently watching the Red Sox, where mm-hmm. you completely forget that it's the same team that started 10 and 19. I've completely blacked out April and most of May. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I don't even think about those times anymore. Doesn't Do it? It feel it feels like this is the second season of our show of our podcast. Like I, I swear, we did this like alter universe show where we launched and they were terrible and like I, I don't know, like the the Cardinals won the World Series and, and now we're back. <laughs> And it's like, oh, okay, it's, it, it feels like this is like the 2023 Red Sox, like whatever they would have been, um, yeah. which doesn't make much of any sense because the team's definitely going to look different. But I just, I honestly can't really believe it. Like, I, even though when you add the pieces up and you realize, okay, the rotation's been really good. Like Trevor Story obviously had a little slump there after breaking out of the slump, and now he's kind of, he's, he's leveled out a little bit in a good way. Uh, Verdugo's been hot. JD's getting a bunch of hits just to stay in shape, even though he also had a little bit of a slump. This is what yeah, I've been so impressed one. with is that not everybody's clicking and they're winning all the games. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's an awesome sign that you don't need all cylinders firing to be winning games, you know, to be having to uh, kind of alternate who you're picking up here and there yeah. is a great thing. I think that's awesome. And the beginning of the year, I think that's what was kind of tough is there were too many people that weren't pulling the weight. Yeah. You know, and now it's like one guy at a time, two guys at a time are slumping almost silently. You know, you almost don't notice. Yeah. Like, hey, real quick, I don't know if you've seen JD's one for his last 15, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then by the time you notice it, they're breaking out of it. Yeah. we. You know, I think we had that combo like before recording the last one. It's like, 
Sox just got a sweep, but like JD's playing terribly. But it it yeah. doesn't it didn't really matter. And, and for him, mm-hmm. obviously, that's the only thing you're going to notice is the hitting because he's not in the field. But uh, no, JD, you know, has turned it around and and it he has he has the quietest of slumps. Like let's be honest, he's oh, yeah. not. He still comes up, and you expect damage all the time. I think the only thing that's changed with JD is you're not expecting as many homers because that number's down. But he's just spraying sure. the ball all over the field, so it's you know he still is. Producing at a very high level and will be going to the All-Star game, barring some crazy circumstance. So the Red Sox have won seven consecutive series, Joey. They are 11-1-2 in their last 14 series. They're, like we mentioned, 19-4 and in June, which I still can't get over. That's nuts. If they win it, the, and we're obviously going to have a separate series preview, but they win the series against the Jays, they will have gone all of June without losing a series. They're just Not undefeated, so. without even tying, just undefeated. Mm-hmm. Which is just that's nutty. That's completely nutty, considering what happened earlier in the year, leading up to what second week of May. Basically, it was basically mid-May that they turned it around. So um, yeah. mid-May wasn't that long ago either. <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I still can't believe no. that. Since uh, May thirteenth, since mid-May, the Red Sox are now sixteen and zero. When Trevor Story just has an RBI, just one. If he has at least one, sixteen and zero. They are twenty and eight. Since I tweeted out a certain tweet, that is a 116 win pace. They're a season high, 11 games over 500. Joey, the Red Sox are playing great ball. They're playing great ball. It's a hot take, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No, I mean it's unbelievable, dude. It's awesome to be a part of. It. Will uh, Will Fleming today on the radio said a historic run, and I think that was the first time I put together like, whoa, okay, yeah, I guess like a. A month of, of losing four games is something of note. Like, that's something to, to look back at. Hopefully, you don't leave this year looking back at what an amazing June, though. I know. You that know? June was but, stellar. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, still, I mean, all things considered, if, if this year does go the way you hope it does, to be able to look back and point to this right here and be like, no, nah, that was the fire, bro. That lit something. Yeah, that which lit, is lit the wick. Let's be honest. If we're going to go one one way or the other, it feels way more like that than it does mm-hmm. that some big slump is coming up here. I mean, it really it, it's it takes like you saying they've lost four games all month for me to realize that's what nineteen and four means. Like sometimes <laughs> that sounds really dumb, but like yeah, you you hear nineteen and four, like I, I more look at the wins. And I'm mm-hmm. like, right, they've only lost four games. You can lose four games in a series. Mm-hmm. They've only lost four the entire month. Hell, you can lose five games in a series, and they haven't even lost five games yet in June. Five losses, I believe, is the fewest they've ever had in a June. I think it was um, mm-hmm. Dave O'Brien saying on the broadcast that the Red Sox' best June record was in 1901, and for those keeping track at home, that was the first year of the team. They were 20-5 and in 1901 mm-hmm. in June. So Sox are... Right in that spot. I mean, you win two out of three against the Blue Jays, and that's their best winning percentage in a June ever. The team's You're been around. Best June ever? Best June. This is going to be the best June ever, dude. This is going to be so epic. What I'm a great so June. excited. Yeah, it's, it's insane what's happened. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. We're basically just going to spend the entire show being like, the Sox are so good. And Dude, one of my favorite things to fun. do is like when you hear a stat, just repeat it slightly <laughs> differently and say it a bunch of different ways. Like the 18 and four or 19 and four, that means they've lost four games all month. <laughs> that means that's a pace of 134 wins. That means, and just 
It's like driving in my car just thinking of yeah. new ways to say the same stat. Essentially, this whole show is going to be just like reading back stats that we saw on Twitter and just like saying, and yo, going, that's not, awesome. That's crazy. That's crazy, dude. I mean, I, we could literally do an entire podcast just going down JP's Twitter being like, that's wild, man. Dude. Yo, that's wild. What? But anyway, Sunday's mm. game. Let's jump right into it. Sunday's game um, was an interesting one. It was they dodged some rain a little bit. Well, they didn't dodge rain. I know we talked about this before recording. I am always baffled by the amount of times they will play MLB games through like a downpour and through rain. It it it, it very clearly messes up the game. It very clearly impacts the game in a negative way. And they're like, let's just keep playing. Like it's it's gonna it's gonna pass through whatever. I've never gotten it. Like just if you have to delay for ten minutes, delay for ten minutes. Just like hang out in the dugout. You got Jackie Bradley Jr.'s bat flying all over the place. And it's it's very clearly a bad product when it's raining. But they're like, it's it's passing through. Let's just let's just go. I don't get it, Joey. You obviously don't care as much. It bugs the hell out of me when they do it. No, I, I think it's strange. I think it's weirder that there are some parks that don't have to deal with that. There are some teams that guaranteed 81 games out of the year, they don't have to deal with the weather being a factor at all. Isn't yeah. that strange? It feels like there should be a rule that's like, no, everybody has to deal with the weather. That would be funny or if, like, everybody this... has to have a dome, right? It's weird <laughs> that there's just like this, ah, nah, you guys, yeah, yeah go ahead, put a dome up, who cares? If there's like X amount of games in Toronto where it's like, no, you guys, you actually have to have the dome open tonight. I know it's going to rain, but you haven't had yeah. to deal with it yet. So yeah. it's going to rain on you. It's a good point, though, Joey, because like I genuinely have never understood why they play through rain. It's mm-hmm. very clearly messing with the game. And they're like, whatever, it's it's passing through. Let's just let it go. But we're not going to spend a whole hour talking about rain. The <laughs> One of the biggest things that stuck out to me today is how deep the Sox lineup is right now. It is, you go down the list, there were six guys that had multi-hit games for the Red Sox. Six starters. Six of their nine guys in the lineup had multi-hit games. Duran, Devers, J.D., Verdugo, Story, and Christian Vasquez. And you add the walk. How many guys walked? How many walks were there? My goodness. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Wait, am I reading this right? They walked 11 times? 11 walks, yeah. Oh, my gosh. 11 walks and 15 hits. They got on base 26 times today. (laughs) Like, what what is going on? Doogie got on base five times today and only had two hits. (laughs) It's absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that sticks out the most. And I I know, let's just talk Duran now. Um, I'm I'm a big Jaron Duran guy. And I I, I think, yeah, I, I think I make it very obvious. But... What he adds to this team is is not present when he's not here. When he's not at the big league level, it's a very specific gap of like, oh, they don't really have a spark guy. It's just like the two, three, four hitters are all all-stars, or at least should be. Alex Verdugo is in that level right below an all-star, and he's proving how important he is in this series. But they don't have that spark guy. And then when Duran is up here... It's so noticeable that you're at the top of the lineup when he's up. It's like, oh, okay, like this guy's chaos, like I say a million times, and then he's leading into three of the best hitters in the world. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's essentially what you have to worry about if you're an opposing uh, pitcher 
And it has made it a little tough that JBJ's slumping like he is right now because he's then on the flip side, obviously the bottom of the lineup. Like it's it's very mm-hmm. clear when you're at Jackie that the odds of him getting on are, are pretty slim. Even though he's been the greatest Fenway hitter of all time, his average is now down to 215 on the year. Um, so he's kind of had a tough go of it. But I mean, it doesn't really. Jackie's not the guy that you need to be hitting. It's it's it stretches the lineup out more when you have guys like Vasquez, like Franchi. Uh, even Bobby throwing some hits in there, even though he doesn't love doing that. So it, it, it's it's just been a deep lineup, and it's been noticeable. And I I really think you can parallel that right to when uh, Duran came in when Kike went down. Yeah, no, I think you're spot on, man. Uh, he's so much fun to watch, too. He Obviously, is. he's like the fastest person alive. So I, I actually looked it up. I looked up his sprint if speed. If he's the fastest person alive. And he's, yeah, he's currently ranked number one in the world. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's wild. No, it's actually the other way, dude. Uh, this is, he's in the 93rd percentile in Major League Baseball for sprint speed. Doesn't that feel low? Wow. There's 7% of the league faster than Duran? So that means one of every 14 guys is faster That's, than him. Who, that feels who has, wrong. Who has right? that stat? Where is that from? That's from Savant. We should call Savant. Do they have a number? I feel, I feel like <laughs> I we, doubt they that have is a number. not when you see Duran running around, I immediately think that's the fastest guy I've ever seen in person. Yeah. And the Sox have some fast guys. Like he's, he feels like the fastest. That would mean if it's one of every 14 guys, that means every other team you play. No. Has a guy that's faster than not as fast, faster than him. No. I don't see that. I don't see that at all. Um, but I did want to um, compare some of his stats last year while he was in the bigs. Versus this year. I like it. Um, so last year against fastballs, he was hitting 235. This year, 379. Jeez. Um, his chase rate is down from 34.1 to 27.5. It's a huge change. And uh, this is a stat that you don't see a lot, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, meatball swing percentage. <laughs> I love pretty, the sound of that one. Right? I'm hungry now. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Pretty self-explanatory. How often are you swinging at meatballs? Um <laughs> It's up uh, from last year. It was 80.6. This year, it's 85.7. So his eye is getting better both ways. You know, he's laying off the pitches that he should take, and he's swinging at stuff that's over the heart of the plate. He's just all around improved his game. He's, he looks like a totally different player. Uh, he's, he's awesome, man. I've, I'm so pulling for him to stay. I don't know no, what I more it would too. take, to be honest. No, I know. So basically at this point, when you look at Duran, and, and I, I, Joey, you know I'm not the prospects guy. I'm not mm-hmm. the. Here's what you who you should set. Like I, I, I like breaking down the roster, breaking down the team that we're looking at, and then I leave it up to stats and and other people uh, to tell me what's going on in Worcester. What's up with Brian Bayo and what's up with all these guys? So mm-hmm. with Duran, instead of diving into like who should go down and you know who should be staying. I think it's just a simple case of you just can't send him down. Like it's there's yes, isn't it yes. isn't it that simple of like he just needs to stay. And yeah. I don't know what you got to do if it's Bob, if it's whoever. Sending Jaron Duran down is going to make your team worse. And yes. I yeah. think it's as simple as that. And I know it's it's still even saying that. I think it's gonna be him going back to Worcester when Kike comes back. And I'm already upset about it. Like, I'm, like, pre-upset that one of our favorite – this is like being a kid. Like, you just get one of your favorite toys just stolen. And you're like, that was the best thing ever. I had so much fun with that toy. Jaron Duran is, like – 
He's like Flash. He's Flash. He, he is he is so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And every night it's a new thing with him. In this game on Sunday, he pulled a Neo from the Matrix and like completely avoided the tag. I was like, I've never seen that. Like, what was no. that? It almost looked illegal. I'm like, that can't be. Was he out of the basement? What, what happened there? But he, no, he's he just wasn't. safe. He just wasn't. It's, he was it's just crazy. He just did a ridiculous thing, and he's safe. Mm. And in the outfield, now, I don't know. I think it was Stats that pointed this out. And I've noticed it, and you probably have as well, mm-hmm. where he'll get some brutal jumps on balls. But it doesn't matter because he's the fastest guy alive. And it's very funny to watch, first off, because... Off the bat, you're like, oh, Jaron, the ball's not going there where you where you think it's going. And then immediately he's just like, and then catches mm-hmm. it like with ease. So um, I just love it. it it's yeah. it's an instant jolt to the roster. I think the guys like him too. They, they all kind of treat him like a little brother. They, they, they seem to kind of take him in like that. Um, last year, and, and I had talked to Jaron a little bit last year, and I, I feel like and this year, but like specifically with what went wrong with the time he had up here, I think he didn't feel that comfortable around the guys. I, I feel like he didn't feel like he was one of the guys and kind of belonged. And you can see now that he has a confidence level of like, no, I deserve to be on the Boston Red Sox and not just as a bench guy. Like I, I deserve to be playing every day. It's weird. It's a chicken or the egg kind of yeah. situation where if you want to feel like one of the guys and be treated like one of the guys, you kind of have to perform yeah. like you're one of the guys to get in. But in order to perform that way, you have to have the confidence that comes from being treated like one of the guys. But to be treated like one of the guys, you have to perform like you're right. And, then you and it's a whole, whole cycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think you're right on, man, that he needs to stay, period. It's not a matter of, of well, what's the corresponding yeah. move? How do you make that work? No, it's there's no but. It's you make it work. It, I, he's good enough where that conversation it just kind of gets shoved away. No? I think what's the face? You no, make I'm, I'm I'm laughing because I'm, what if they just like what if they just like <laughs> didn't do a corresponding what? move? <laughs> what if they just like kept them? That would be that would be hilarious. I, I and wonder, they were and the explanation <laughs> to the league is like just, No, 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 no. We're not doing that. No. Have you seen how No, he's staying. Have no, you guys. Seen him? Guys. Rob, come on, man. Like, he's really good, and we want to keep him. Can we please just keep him? Come on. He's so – have you seen him? Rob, we're not – no. No, 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 no. None of this. He's no. not going no back buts, down. No buts. No 40, man. It, I don't want to hear any no, of that. No, 41, man, all right? We had to go through the lockout. We're, we get to keep him, all right? This is what happens. It would it's really be funny. Down. It really is. It's being it, assertive, asserting yourself. It goes a long Sox way in the tweet, workplace. If the Red Sox tweet just said, Kike Hernandez has been reinstated to the to the 40-man roster, it's just <laughs> no corresponding move. It Just period. And then, yep. and then immediately tweet something else like, what a what a catch by Verdugo. Like, just try to act like nothing happened. Like, I, I think that's the move. And now, Joey, we've mm-hmm. solved it. Now it's like, okay, he's just going to stay, yeah. and you just don't do a corresponding move. There you go. They, they can just gasolate the league. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. When and did it, it, When was there a restriction on the size of the roster? I, I don't I don't really understand that. You sound that. crazy right now. Yeah, you're getting a little 40 <laughs> guys on the team. What even is that? That doesn't Have even. You guys heard of this? No. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? But yeah, yeah I yeah. just we're Duran guys. We're Jaron Duran guys, and um, to everybody in the comment, oh, he's not gonna be able to go to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I yeah, mean, obviously, sucks. you want Duran and Houck in Toronto. I mean, yeah, we we all want that. So mm-hmm. if if your goal is to like go around, and I swear there are people that exist like this that mm-hmm. like search Duran. 
and reply to all the Duran tweets like, yeah, but he's not going to Toronto. Yeah, we know. We know he's not going to Toronto. Would it be better if he had the vax and he was going? Yeah, yes. But mm-hmm. it's, again, this is, and you can tell Haim doesn't like talking about this stuff. I don't blame him. It, it's mm-hmm. a personal decision, and it's whatever. He's doing what he's got to do. So um, you can disagree with people and still like watching them play baseball. <laughs> it, it's, those, those things can both exist. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It is what it is. It's not fun. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to. Even right now, we're dancing around saying the word. We're dancing around saying No, I know. But, it, but it, I, I, see, I don't even it, care it, talking it about so it. It makes me so uncomfortable in any place. doesn't matter if it's the supermarket. doesn't matter if it's a podcast. It's whatever. It's no, like, I know. I don't, want to, I don't want to start yelling with people. I don't want to be doing that. It's baseball. I just want to talk about baseball. It I love baseball. It sucks that there is any avenue to lead to a divisive conversation. You don't want to have it. Obviously, we want him to play. Obviously, he's not playing. That's just kind of the end of it, right? Yeah. It just it just ends yep. there. On Wish on to the was. next thing. On to the next thing. I yeah. and, and Joey, let me know if if you want to discuss this right now because I do. And it's yep. Alex Verdugo and that at bat against Shane Bieber. I almost said Justin Bieber. <laughs> Alex Verdugo's at bat against Justin Bieber on Saturday was wild. So that was the swing of the series, obviously, and it literally swung the series. It you mm-hmm. were trailing in game two and then you took the lead. So. What I cared about, Joey, was what led up to that Alex Verdugo three-run homer. As we were talking about Jaron Duran, he leads off the sixth inning with a double. And it's one of those where anything that's not in the infield with Duran, I just assume it's a double. Even if he hits it like right to the left field, I'm like, oh, it's probably a double. <laughs> if the guy has to move at all, it normally is. So he gets the yeah. leadoff double off of, uh, I almost said Justin Bieber. I'm just going to say that Jeez, Justin Bieber yeah. pitched for the oh, Guardians. Yeah. Off Biebs. So Justin Bieber... Starts for the Guardians on Saturday. Gives up the double in the the sixth inning to lead it off. After dealing, which is surprising for what his career has been so far, he can also just pitch. And I was stunned by that. And so naturally, Duran gets the double. He then gets uh, thrown out at third, which was tough. The ball bounces away a little bit from uh, the catcher. He gets gunned down. And it's like, okay... Should he have gone? Should he have not gone? See, the the and I, I think they talked about it in the booth. The way I look at that, Joey, is that you can't you can't be picky when you want a guy to be the chaos that Jaron Duran is. You gotta just let him be Jaron Duran. You gotta let him be that wild child that's just go, 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 go all the time. So the second you're gonna be like, oh well, Devers is up, and then JD's it's ah, okay, you're getting a little too cute with it, right? A hundred percent. I mean, the odds of him fielding the catcher, fielding that ball that play. cleanly. Which, yeah, which was great. Yeah, the bare hand, a fluid motion. It was a great play. It was just a top-notch play. I feel the same way about him taking third there as I do him stealing second or attempting to steal second in the first today yeah. in game yeah. three of the series. Both situations where, yes, he should have done that. No, it didn't work out. But is what it is. Yeah. Should and, have and done you it see, both you, times. You see guys in the dugout fist bumping them, you know, the pat on the ass. It's like, dude, mm. this is this is why you're here. This is why you're on the team to do stuff like this. You're not going to have a hundred percent success rate. So I'm fine with it. But not going to lie, I'll say that to also say that it sucks to see because it's like, okay, you're down two nothing. Bieber's been incredible. You need this run desperately. You have your three big boppers coming up. So that part of it sucked. And then sure, Devers yeah. flies out, and you're thinking, ah, God. It's just, at that point, it feels like it wasn't their night. It's like, all right, you're just not going to get to him. His pitch count was relatively low. I'm like, he's probably going to go eight, scoreless, and then game's going to be over. But um, but it wasn't. And, and, and this is what happens with this team now. Earlier in the year, that would have been a whatever inning. 
and probably nothing happens, and the Sox go on to lose, and then they lose Sunday, and then they lose the series, and it's well, it's how it goes. What would have happened is JD and Xander both immediately get hits, and then like two strikeouts. Yes, exactly. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So so JD gets a single. Uh, it's like all right, two out hit. All right, all right. Bogey gets a single. I'm like, oh okay. All right. Now we got first and second, two outs. And that's where you've seen him for the third time through the lineup. It's like, this is where you got to get him. A lot of times, though, the best, best of the best, like Bieber, get out of those situations because they're studs. And they just, they mm-hmm. bear down and they give up nothing. And that was your chance to get him. Mm-hmm. Verdugo, the, the Verdugo at bat was enormous, obviously, because of, uh, you know, what it resulted in. But he gets the count to 2-0, takes a really filthy pitch to get it to 2-0. I think it was 1-0 believe Bieber throws him a hook, and it was really hard to lay off. He lays off it. And I'm thinking right there, and, and you guys listening too, you probably think the same thing. You're like, this is like the pitch of the game right here. This is 2-0 count. He's going to get something, and he's got to be on it. And it might be the only real good pitch he gets. And sure enough, Bieber hangs one, and Verdugo crushed it. That was like 450 off the bat. And you knew immediately those homers are great. 450 miles an hour off the bat. Right, yeah, 450 yeah. miles off the bat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it, he hit it so hard it was almost the first 500 mile an hour ball off the bat. But mm-hmm. it was incredible. I just love that as a fan when you know right off. It's like oh that's gone. That's that's mm-hmm. you don't even have to show me the outfield camera. That's completely gone. Everybody knew it. Verdugo knew it, and it made me realize, Joey. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a bat chuck way more than a bat flip. Like, I would rather mm-hmm. you crush the ball like Doogie did, hold on to the top of the bat, the thing that you just used to demolish a baseball, and just chuck it to the side. Like, I don't even need you anymore. I'm going to go around the bases. I, I enjoy that more than, like, the flip up into the air. I really do. I think it's it's a matter of matching the energy. Yes. Right? Because there's somewhere, like, guys throw the bat down, you know? And they're yeah. like... Hell yeah, like that. There's you can bring that energy if it's the right moment, you know. I also think pimping with the with the soft toss can be can be cool. You got to be somebody though. You can't. I know. You got to have it. You got to be like Jazz Chisholm. Like you can't. You, <laughs> you know. can't be some scrub. Yeah. If you're Kevin Pawecki nice can't <laughs> hit his third bomb of the year and like woo, <laughs> chuck it. That thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. It's the right energy on the right guy. You know. I would love uh, to see a wet dog chuck. That actually, it doesn't <laughs> it seem might like him. Be really funny. That It'd would probably, be funny. It doesn't seem yeah. like him at all. I don't think he would do that. But no. Um, but yeah, what a swing, man. That that's. Yeah. I mean, that is a swing of the season type of swing. Not like the, but one of them. If you look back, and I know we talked about Sox obviously going to have to put you know some more great months together if you want to keep mm. this thing rolling and end up in the postseason and do some damage. But it felt right in the moment. It felt like, oh, okay, that was one of the moments of the season. Like that yeah. that right there against their guy, against one of the best pitchers in baseball. He had gotten his ERA down to like 2-6 or something like that. And, uh, yeah, absolutely crushed, and, and the Red Sox go on to win. Huge shout-out to Winkowski, dude. Oh, that yeah. was yeah. – he battled in that game and mm. gave them a chance to win, and sure enough, they do just that. I that was fun he- on Saturday. That was a fun win. It was a good time, man. I liked I liked that they won the game. That was probably my favorite part. Yeah, same. Um, right there with the home run. I don't know if you saw the uh, what's that the, the game day cast. You know the the graphic that 
that comes out of the pitch tracker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you saw that, like, you know, Bieber's entire game compiled. But I did not. Uh, the, the curve, the knuckle curve that he left up to Verdugo is so clear and obvious. Like, if take a look at it, dude. It's <laughs> middle, middle, little high. It's the only purple dot anywhere <laughs> near it. And it's like, I know what happened to that pitch. God, that <laughs> thing was, was it like 450, 447? I think it was 447. Yeah, yeah something like I that. Mean, it was. Is that the longest home run of his career? I can't think he's hit farther than that. Doogie it's doesn't hit be, right? 450. Yeah, I, that that has to be up there. And we're, we haven't even mentioned the best part of that home run, which is when he comes home oh, yeah. and he says... I don't remember well, exactly what he no, said. No, we, we're like, going to get the line. We're going to get the line. We're not going to actually be able to say the whole thing, but um, let me get this. Well, because Stats had tweeted it out. Stats tweeted out, someone should clip Verdugo crossing a home plate from the Cleveland feed yelling, that's right, I'm bleeping back, baby. Boom. <laughs> that's that's what he said to JD, which is hilarious. Boom. Yeah, boom. But back, Stats baby, is, boom. Yeah, I was like, Stats, that's that's right in your wheelhouse. You should be posting that. But Stats is on vacation, so he draws the line there, which is fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that clip was hilarious. It's just Verdugo is exactly what you want him to be. He is the the energy that the team needs. He's kind of a goof, but not too much of a goof. He's also a badass, making good plays in the field. There's very rare times where I'm like, ah, Doogie. Like, there's not a lot of issues that I have with him. I know he was struggling a little earlier in the season and we wanted him to get going and he has gotten going. One guy, Joey, mm-hmm. that has not struggled the entire season is Johnny Shribes. No, he has not. I love Shriba. <laughs> I'm a big I mean, how do you not? We got it. We we got yeah. some some Shriber numbers that we just have to we gotta break these down. I mean this, this is, is so stupid. I mean, this is obviously, silly. obviously, we know Schreiber's got an ERA of like nothing. Uh, it it's down to a .79 ERA on the year. Uh, all of June, without an earned run, or letting in an inherited runner, just no runs. Just he gave no up no runs. runs. Just twelve appearances, zero runs. zero runs. He's got a two ERAs that I'm very impressed with. June, zero. On the road, zero. Wow. He's given up no road runs. <laughs> like, Well, I'll tell what? you why, Steve. Because there's only one game all year that he has given up any earned runs. It was the game at, uh, at home, May 27th, against Baltimore. He gave up two earned runs. The only earned runs he's given up all year. And he only ever gave up uh, one inherited runner was against Seattle. Uh, so on the year... Johnny Not even inherited. Schreiber. That was that was just one runner because he hasn't given up any inherited runs. Like that was a full inning that he just like gave up. Did he? Was that inherited? Or what? It might have been an error. That's the issue. It might have been an error. Might have so been. What, that might have yeah, been no, I was. remember it. I remember it. It was the bogey play. Remember that? A bogey oh, slammed yeah, into yeah, Verdugo. Yeah, yeah. Verdugo mm-hmm. wiped him out, and they called it a hit, which yeah. was like what? That that's an error on somebody. So that mm-hmm. run scores and it. It was going to be the first one he gave up all year. Um, so on, so on the year across the entire year, two earned runs, three total runs uh, in twenty-two and two-thirds innings, twenty-seven strikeouts over those twenty-two and two-third innings. 
It's insane. I mean, not not giving up as a, a bullpen guy. If you're not giving up any of your inherited runners, if you're not letting any of them score, like just that's your that's your whole job. That that's the entire name of the game is come in and clean up a mess left by probably Robles or, or somebody. Like it's every single time he's come in with guys on base, he's ended the inning without letting them score, and it's. I'm just impressed. I'm very impressed. I'm impressed that we've gone this long without having a, a Schreiber segment. Um, Schreiber, Schre- do, do I say it wrong all the time? No, I think you just did there, though. But okay, Schreiber. Really Schreiber. I Schreiber. Yeah. I, Johnny Schreibs. Johnny Schreibs. There we go. But, yeah, uh, I mean, it's 0.79 ERA, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Two earned runs in the year. 0.71 whip. 138 mm-hmm. opponent batting average. Like, he doesn't give up hits either. It's not about mm-hmm. no runs. Like, nobody's even getting on base on this guy. Base is loaded situations. No one's gotten a hit, which is obvious because he's not giving up runs. Three Ks in those situations. One of only seven pitchers with a sub one ERA, a minimum of twenty innings pitched in all of baseball. So mm-hmm. it's he's doing it all, man. I mean, Whitlock was the secret weapon last year. John Schreiber, Johnny Schreibs is the secret weapon this year. It's pretty simple. Yeah, uh, Brad Foe had this story after uh, sitting down and talking with him that f- I think it was like four years ago. Schreiber waited in line to get Miggy's autograph. <laughs> and then last series, uh, I, I think I might be making up the end of this story. Did He sh- he struck out <laughs> Miguel Cabrera, didn't he? Last series, he threw at Miggy's head. And he it broke was, his nose, and right? He broke his nose, yeah. And it was yeah, payback yeah. for him not signing okay. the autograph years before. Right, yeah. 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 He said, you should have signed it. As, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's crazy. Cabrera. I remember that, yeah. But no, I'm pretty sure he struck out Miggy. Yeah, to end the inning, didn't it. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it so, doesn't, we can make stuff crazy. up. He sure. struck him out yeah. with the bases loaded in a tie game in the, in the ninth. It was nuts. Like, yeah, we were, got the save. And and then they won. It was nuts. We, we were the there. Yeah. But, but a pretty, pretty crazy turnaround for John Schreiber, who is um, uh, 28 years old. Yeah, let's, let's, just, like, let's just give you John, John Schreiber facts. Yeah. He's from Detroit. He's from, he's from the D. Mm-hmm. He is... He's 28 years old, and uh, in his first full major league season, is that true? No, he's he's had. See, that's the thing. If you look at his like yeah, overall no. stats, like you have no idea where this is coming from because he was pitching for the Tigers in 19 and 20. Uh, minimal though. He had like a 6-3 ERA with them. Mm-hmm. One game last year with the Sox. I mean, this is this is the real beginning of his like legitimate baseball career. So mm-hmm. at 28, you know, you're not normally going to just find some guy that all of a sudden gives up two runs on the year and it's almost July, but he's, he's been great. I mean, he's been, you know, insanely reliable out of the bullpen. And he also, from our standpoint, Joey, like just as, you know, fans watching the game, it's just so comforting when he comes in. It's the exact opposite of when, uh, I don't know, Jake Diekman comes in or <laughs> Hansel he's a Robles. Attack, bro. He's a hard, Diekman bro. is heart attack city. Diekman's a heart attack. Robles is not a heart attack. Ro- Robles is like <laughs> is like stepping on a Lego, dude. It's like, come on. What do we do? Oh. And that's he's frustrating, bro. But I will what's cool about Schreiber, real quick, before we get into into the others. Yeah. <laughs> One more others. positive thing, just I have to finish my cake before. I have my vegetables. Yeah, uh, naturally. What's cool is uh, the casual fan who maybe didn't watch when the Sox were uh, off to a tough start. Or poop. Who yeah. are just now tuning in are like, who is this Schreiber guy? 
Yeah. Like, he's unbelievable. I, have, I don't think I heard of this guy. He's got an ERA of what? He's a, uh, huh? Oh, uh, seven, nine? What yeah. are you talking about? Pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's been great. It's been great to watch. And it's, uh, he's somebody that I just love these. I would have never seen this Cummins. Like, this is a classic. How the hell is he doing this situation? But you mm-hmm. just got to keep riding the wave, and that's what we're doing. One of my favorite moments, Joey, of the series is what we're going to talk about next. It was incredible. It was eye-opening. It was fun. That's coming up next. You got to stay tuned through this break. On Inside the Mustang. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. We are back on Inside the Monster, episode 28. Which which episode is this for, like, players? 28. No, I knew you were going to say that. Uh, you're like, dude, you literally, you literally I mean, just gotta, said it. it it's got to be our guy. It's got to be our guy? Our guy, our best friend, the guy we were just hanging out with the other day. What are you, what are you talking about? Pretty recent number. What are, you, what, are you, guy with this what, are you, what are you saying? What are you saying? Julio Daniel Martinez. Oh yeah, JD. Yeah, yeah, JD. Who else? Oh, I knew it. I was like, there's one that's in the back of my head, but I can't remember. Robbie Ross. I love Robbie Ross Jr. That you that guy is Robbie Ross episode. Yeah, JD's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Doug Mirabelli, David Ross. There's some gems, man. And JD's still over here. Like, what are we doing? This is like, yeah, Mirabelli, I get it. Yeah, this is the my episode, got- dude. This is yeah. obviously my episode. Like, I get it. The this- police escort, he ran in. I get it. But come on. I am a lot better. Yeah, this is the JD Martinez episode, of yeah, course. Sure. But the moment that I loved in this series was Rafael Devers taking that bum Cal Quantrill to the moon. That was That was awesome. I don't throw around bum often. <laughs> this guy, mm. I just don't like this guy. If you're going to do, see, I'm just very specific about pitcher celebrations and like where the line is and like where the line is crossed. And if you're mm. going to do the whole yell thing, I mean, one of our favorites, Nick Pavetta, mm-hmm. he does the yell thing. He does the yell thing like running to the dugout. Like it's directly to the side. It's not like in your face. He's not showing you up. He just gets pumped when he ends the game, goes off. Cal Quantrill, mm. if I'm not mistaken, when he was screaming at Rafael Devers last year, that was in like the second inning or something. I think Devers, that's another reason why Devers was looking at him like, what are you what are you doing? Like you you struck me out on which was a ball, by the way. The pitch wasn't even that good. Got called a strike, should have been a ball. And he's just screaming at the top of his lungs at Rafi, just losing his mind. And mm-hmm. Devers looks at him the whole way back. And one part about that, Joey, that stuck out to me was Quantrill looks back at him as he's like crossing the third baseline. And he sees that Devers is like staring him down and he kind of gets a little spooked. Like he does this like head turn of like, all right. Uh, and just like, you know, kind of tries to gives sh- him like a, Hey, is what it is. Kind he, of he, do, he does give him like a, Hey, is what it is. But I, I can promise you 
it hit him all at once of like, oh wait, I probably maybe shouldn't have done that. Probably like, the it, wrong it, guy to. Piss <laughs> yeah. Off. yeah. It, it's I've I've definitely done that when I was a kid of like mm-hmm. you do like a really stupid thing and you immediately like I've made a grand mistake and sure enough it's the rematch of Quantrill Devers and he just crushes a ball down and in launches it clears it out if I was Raffy I would have yelled I would I would have done the same just, ah, just like right back at him it's like there you go buddy but that was one of my favorite moments of the series. It was it's something where Rafi is, I think, way more competitive than we give him credit for. I feel like we look at Devers and we're like, oh, it's such a funny, goofy guy that's also like a great player, but he has a competitive drive that I think he keeps deep down and he he keeps track. Rafi keeps receipts and he's well, aware of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, well, part of the reason people think that way about him is because that's how he speaks too. It's not just like people assume it. He says that, you know? Yeah. As far as we know, it's what our tra- the translator's telling could us. Could just be making it up, yeah. yeah. He could be saying something totally different, and the translator's like, um, <laughs> he said he had a good game, and he was happy, and he wasn't that mad about it. Yeah. In reality, he's like, oh, I could kill him right now. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, after after that game, it was 19, right, that Quantrill stared him down, or was that last year? No, it was last year. It was August, I thought it, August yeah, of I think last it was, year. Yeah, it was last season, yeah. Yeah, it was August of last year. Quantrill stare, uh, stares him down. They have the, the whole you know thing, which, by the way— uh, there's no black and white rules for when you can and can't scream as a pitcher. It's not like, okay, well, it's a little too early. It's here. Yeah, it has to be a swinging strike. None of that. But there's a general it, understanding. Right? There's a general it's, understanding of it's like vibes, it's, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, does this feel like the time for me to be yelling and screaming? And there's no way if Cal took a second and thought to himself that he would have walked away saying, yes, I should, I should be <laughs> screaming right now. Yeah. Uh, so just a stupid move on his part. But after that game, Rafi said, like, oh no, it's like it's not. You know, it didn't fire me up. I didn't use it as motivation or anything because he got a hit later in the game off of him. Yeah, yeah. And he said, like, oh, no, like, I didn't use it as motivation is what it is. Um, so, I mean, it's easy to walk away from that because I, I saw that quote before this series, right? And yeah. I was like, oh, it's probably nothing. I mentioned it in the in the, the pitching preview that, that it happened. Uh, but it wasn't till Rafi hit it that I was like, "Oh no, yeah, no, it did, it did bother him, didn't it?" Yeah, he <laughs> it was did. just he, he was just given like the media line, wasn't he? He was just yeah. like, "Oh no, it's, that's part of the game, it's what it is." But then gets in the box the other day and is like, "You, I remember you. <laughs> well, 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 we meet Throw, again." If it isn't Cal Quantrill, <laughs> that's which what sounds like a villain, doesn't he sound like Cal a villain? Quantrill? Yeah, and he, he looks like the he looks like the guy in the movie that's that's the punk. Like he he plays the role of like the the bully, and I mm. I just everything about how he carries himself I just don't really like. And it's probably because I'm just basing it fully off of one yell, which is complete yeah. <laughs> completely yeah. unfair. But no, I, I I just you know you love to see. Devers get the payback. It was hard for me to tell if he was watching it a little more than usual because he's he's been watching the bombs this year. You know, that, yeah. that could have just been his regular watch the ball go type of deal. But you'll love to see any kind of payback from a Red Sox player towards another one. But I think that was you got to give these guys credit for holding a grudge. I think they do it a lot more than we think. I think you lose sight of it a little bit with how long the season is and how rare it is to face a guy again when he's not in your division. It doesn't happen all the time. So with Devers, I can promise you we went into that game like I would very much like to hit a home run off this guy. And having that mindset and then doing it is yet another reason why he's one of the best in the game and 
we're just lucky that he's on the Red Sox. That's a great way to not hit a home run is to come into an exactly thinking like you have to be one of the greats to do that. I think. Yes. You know, you have to be a, a real great guy. Like Pedroia has talked before about just telling Ortiz to hit a home run, and, he and just then does he it, did man. it. Yeah. You know, like just telling David, like, "Hey, man, like, you know, this guy doesn't have a whole bunch of control, so like, I think I might walk if I get on there. You know." <laughs> hit a homer, and he would do it. Like, <laughs> that's great. So for Dever to step in the box and swing for the fences and not just look like a goof and swing out of your shoes mm. is is something, man. That, that really Devers is. kid's good. I'm yeah, telling you. I, Watch I don't know. Out for you, him. you guys listening at home, we're really on to this Raphael Devers guy. He's the third mm. baseman for the Red Sox. Watch out for this kid because mm-hmm. he's a real – He's the real deal. Uh, other other topics, Joey, real quick from this series as we wind down here. Another sweep. I love sweeps. They're awesome because then we get the Nate graphics, and Nate went ham on this one. Nate went in on the sweep graphic for this one. We got, like, Doogie's head. Half of it's a skull. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Shout out to Nate. Always crushing it. And shout out to Nate for graduating high school. Nate, Nate is young as hell. Nate, young. Nate is yeah. he. I feel like he gets younger every single time I see him. I'm like, this kid is like a freshman in high school now. But mm-hmm. props to props to Nate. Uh, so, Hauk is the closer. I want your thoughts, Joey. Just how, how uh, we've talked about Hauk in the closer role and all this stuff before, but now mm. that like he very clearly is the guy, at least for now. Mm. How do you feel when he's coming in? Great. I feel great. I I love it. I think it fits. For whatever reason, I think uh, I, you know what? Not for whatever reason. I know the exact reason. It's that he yeah, looks like Papelbon. It's that he reminds me of Papelbon. He reminds me of Papelbon, really? Okay. You don't? Oh, you don't? You don't get that? I think they're both white males. I don't. I, he. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah you nailed That's it. it. Yeah. yeah. There we go. No, they're they're like they got some of like that angry Southern boy. Thing he does have. Hulk always looks like he's pissed off. Yeah, he, he always looks like he just got some bad news before the appearance, like not before mm-hmm. the game, like right before he got the ball, like he found out. Yeah. That he lost a pet or something. Yeah, here you go. Your wife's cheating on you. Yeah, here's about. <laughs> yeah, sleeping with the mailman. The guy, the guy, the guy that. She, yeah, she said, "Don't worry about." Yeah, the him. Mailman. Yeah, him. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway, we need the these ball. outs. We need these outs. Let's get Let's this go. sweep. Here Let's we go. go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely comes off like he just got some some like life changing news. Every yeah, time some he's really really yeah, bad so that, news. That's why it feels right. But it's also um, I don't know running through the list. I think he's a guy that you've you've put faith in before. Yeah. He's never been a guy who who flops and lets you down. You know what I mean? When you've put your faith in him, he's always been a gets-the-job-done starter for as long as we've known him. And in his relief appearances, he's, for the most part, done what he's asked to do. Yeah. You know? Um, and something about what he throws feels like a, um, a, a closer as well, that he has the heat and he has that stupid stupid slider oh it's silly that's just you know absolutely goofy a wiffle ball um he gets the job done i mean i i like it a lot especially you know that your rotation is probably going to grow soon with avaldi back whitlock back sale back paxton back um because he was the one guy that you might think might come out of the bullpen back into a starting role yeah we really keep calling up guys right um but true uh, I like him there. I like him there. I think it's the right choice, dude. I it crossed my mind not too long ago. I wish I'd said it on the pod so I could have said, <laughs> "Oh, I see. I said it, but I, I just didn't. So I'm not going to take any of that." I told you so. What, uh, are, what are your thoughts? I feel like you are giving me a look right now. 
No, no, I was just trying to. I was checking his stats for the series. So mm-hmm. he pitched. I, I was just interested. You know when like you know something, but then you need the box score to tell it to you. Like I, yes. I forgot he pitched in all three of the games. Like I, that's mm-hmm. actually super rare. And he's. Not, I don't think he's ever done that. Pitched three well, days in a row. He had never pitched two in a going, row. Going. He's not. No, I know he's not. He's not going to yeah. Toronto, of yeah. course. But so, use him up. still, though, it, it, for a guy that had never pitched in back-to-back days as recently as like a week ago, uh, three straight games was definitely interesting, and it's good mm-hmm. to see from the standpoint of he can do that, and he's you know capable of coming in and actually being the guy every day or the majority of the days, which is definitely promising. I know for the Friday game, got a little tight there. Gives up three hits in yeah. the ninth. Uh, one run, gets a couple of Ks and gets out of it, got Ramirez to ground out to end the game. When when Jose Ramirez came up with the bases loaded, I'm like, no, please no. Don't do not even think about hitting a walk-off grand slam to win this thing seven to six. That would have been brutal. But no, nah, overall I feel good about about Tanner in that role. I think you need something I care probably too much about with the closer is how the guy looks like the actual appearance of the closer. And if he looks intimidating and looks like a guy that is going to end the game and you as the opposing team are going to leave with a loss, and Tanner Houck has that. He has that look of a guy. He has. He's very tall, dude. He's mm-hmm. got the appearance. He's got the stature. He has the filth. So he checks the boxes. And for a team that desperately needed a closer... This it's nice that it's just oh hey Tanner want to do it and then it just works so so far it's been good it, it still is taking time to adjust because as we mentioned after that Mariners series Tanner Houck was only one save away from being the team leader and he only closed games in one series so mm-hmm. now it's like okay he's the guy it also and you alluded to this but it also just sets you up for reliever expectations where it's like okay now strom like you're not the closer but we still really need you you're going to pitch very important innings uh it gives it lets you go to robles less it lets you go to some of these guys you trust a little less you get you get to go to them less so i think it balances everything out pretty well it paves the way for whitlock to play the same role he did last year and be the the long inning bullpen guy uh once you get some starters back especially once you get sale back so Overall, it's it's all good news, and it's I don't know why internally I'm waiting for it to not work out. It's just because the closer situation has just sucked so much this year. Right, that's it. That's totally I don't think it's Tanner. It's more just like that role has been a nightmare. I don't know if it's not work out, but it's like, okay, is he actually the guy? Yeah. Or is like two weeks from now is Strom going to be closing games? Like, yeah. Can can we get Alex to just say like, nope, he's the closer. Period. And like that would be nice to hear. I that. think it's more it's more of that it's more of yeah. that than it is anything else. Well, you're talking about his appearance and needing his appearance to be cool. Can yeah. I throw a word your way that might make you look and say, "Whoa, he is real." I know you already said that it works, but can I make it work a little bit more? Yeah, make it work even more. Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, I see that. That mustache. Yeah. That He's mustache is a, yeah, like a put a brown cowboy hat on. Yeah, him. let me let me see Tanner Houck right now. Let yeah, me I think see. I bet you somebody's made it. There's no way I'm the first person to think this. Oh, you put a cowboy hat on this guy? Forget about it. Yeah, put him on a put him on a horse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a cowboy right there. This guy could be the sheriff. I mean. Yeah, I mean he's got that the the chin piece too. I forgot he has the chin piece. It's not just the mustache. We got to put. I'm gonna put Tanner Houck's. I'm I'm gonna put his head on Woody, and not the cowboy. I'm picturing like Clint Eastwood. No, I know, but I'm just gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on. 
I'm gonna, I, everything is Toy Story for me, Joey. Me and no, your one-year-old. No, I want him to be a cool, <laughs> badass cowboy. I know. I'm putting his head on Woody and just tweeting it from the account with no caption. <laughs> right now? I'm going to see what, see what people yeah, do. Yeah, do it, do it in mid-show, yeah. <laughs> mid-show. We'll see what happens. Um, but what a, what a fun series, man. I mean, it's, it's nice when they can go on the road, face a legitimate team in the Guardians. I almost slipped a couple of times. Did not say the other team. We got Guardians. Got that down now. Mm-hmm. It still looks weird on the jersey. It looks like a creative team where they're like, one of your options can be Guardians, and you can pick that. It, it looks a little strange. Name's not good. The logo's not good. The, the jerseys aren't good. It's not good. I don't like it one bit. Yeah. I think, I think it's a swing and a miss. And you know what? That's okay. That happens a lot. Just come back next year and say, hey, we goofed. <laughs> we know this was bad. Let's take a vote. That would and be And then awesome. everybody can vote spiders, and we can make this thing right. If you just do, like, test runs each year, or if, yeah. like, during the course of the season, a month is dedicated. So you, Oh, so you guys got, like, five team names you can't pick between? Ooh. Each month, you're a different team name. I think that yeah. would be pretty cool. Yeah, try it on for size for a little bit. You yes. know, 30-day yeah, jer- uh, risk-free I'll- trial. All the jerseys you'd sell? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. All the diehards would want to have all those jerseys. Dude, remember in 2022 when Cleveland had seven teams? (laughs) That was nuts. That would actually be really cool. It'd be cool. You can try it on. Like, okay, do I feel like a Spiders fan? Let's go Spiders. Can we say that? Let's go Spiders. Can we say that? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) How does it feel? Like, does that that. that roll off the tongue in a chant? Like, try it all i like that idea a lot not for not for yeah. the Sox. i mean the Sox. no of course not it, it's for a team like cleveland that the Sox just friggin swept kid they oh. just went in there and swept them get the brooms buddy oh. get the brooms out one last thing from that series before yep. i ask you if you have any last things from the series we talked yep. about it before recording but we got to mention on here I forget half the time that Terry Francona is the manager of, of the Guardians like i it, it, they pan over and i'm like oh right our guy has been in their dugout, and for a while, he's been the mm-hmm. Cleveland manager for a good amount of time. I actually, how how long has he actually been? It's their been a guy? bit. I think it, I think it's got to rival his time in Boston now, right? Oh, it has to, absolutely yeah. has to. He has been the Cleveland manager. I think this is the tenth season. Wow. And yeah, so it's longer than the so, Sox. Yeah, the Sox, I think, eight. was eight. Yeah. Yeah. So that's. Rather wild, honestly. It's weird. I I almost like just block him out entirely. Like I don't think about him. I just and think then, of 04 Francona. I just think of like the yeah. guy that did it. Yeah. Right. But I mean, when you think of 04, he's not the first name. He's probably not the first four or five names that comes to mind. So it's just like he's no, not. He's, the top he's a of top the ten. He's a top ten. Yeah. He's, but yeah. it's yeah. It's just like oh yeah, that was that was the manager they brought in, and after mm-hmm. you know Grady and and sure enough, they won the World Series. But it, it's just. It's funny to see him now, and it's like, right? That's I don't know why I think he's like dead. Like it's like, yeah, it's the same. It's the same guy. It's not. Yeah, he's like, still around. He's still yeah. around. It's just funny when someone's not a feeling. I, I had this a little bit with Theo, where mm-hmm. seeing him, you know, do Cub stuff, and it's like, oh, they get to have fun with Theo. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that sucks for us, but it's cool for them. So interesting. It, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't really. It's not a bad feeling. It's just a weird one. It's just like, oh, he's like your dad now. Like he was, he was ours for a while, and now you got him. That's kind of that sounds like a really bad feeling. If you no, lost no, your dad, I he, no, I don't mean just, it. I, I meant like that like, kind I got of a, a figure. new family. Because <laughs> Frank is really father figure ish. Like he really yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's, to Alex Cora, dude. I mean, you can tell that Cora's, you know, yeah. giving him giving him the looks. And uh, Will Fleming said it feels as though there are times where Cora wants to just impress Frank yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see it. 
But when, when they showed Francona for the first time at the beginning of this series, uh, I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't look at him too. I'm not Googling him. He's not, you know, his press conferences usually aren't making national news. Mm. And uh, I'll be honest and say I'm not like sitting around watching Guardians games. Uh, they show him. I was like, oh, man, like he looks kind of old. Like he's wearing a little bit of age on his face. Yeah. And then it, it dawned on me just how long ago 2004 was. It's yeah. 18 years ago. Yeah. It's like, yeah, most of the, 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 you know, lasting memories of him and the images of him and the photos and the videos are almost two decades old. So, yeah, yeah, people don't look the way they did 20 years ago. I don't know about you, Steve. I don't look the same way I did when I was eight. Yeah, I, I definitely look a little mm. different. Definitely have a couple extra LBs. But I, I would say it's just I can't put my finger on it of what kind of a feeling it is when you see him with Cleveland, but it's just kind of... It's just a little, it's a weird's not even it either. It's more just mm. like, oh yeah, it's a constant feeling of, oh right, <laughs> there he is. Oh, hey man. Yeah. yeah. Hey buddy. Yeah. It's all, all good, all good stuff. And it's like an old, it's like an old teammate. It's like it's seeing an, an old, old friend. Yeah, like yeah, we yeah. weren't friends. We weren't buds. Yeah. Oh, yeah we, we played ball together. How you doing? Uh, good how to you see doing, you. bud? Yeah. yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Nice, that's nice. Did you play after high school? Did you play after high school? Oh, oh nice. 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 Oh, it's got to be nice. beautiful out there. Yeah. Oh, you got yeah. kids now. Nice. Crazy, Dad. man. Crazy. Time flies. Listen, I got to run. All right. I'll this see you, buddy. This has been great. Yeah. I'll text yeah. you. I totally have your number. So. Yeah. Oh, I got it, too. Yeah. Let's yeah. grab lunch. All right. Bye. Sure. See ya. Yep. That's, uh, that, that was good. Yeah. That's uh, how that goes. That is the feeling. That is definitely the feeling. But uh, I'm, I'm always happy to see him. What's Total up? last What's thing. Up? What's up? Total last thing I got here before I forget. Do you think it was funny at all that like Haim was right behind the guys in the shot today? I thought that was like it's just the idea of him like I'm watching you. Like he was literally when they had a, any lefties up, Haim is just right there. Like he is right in the shot, hovering over Duran. Like I would just feel yeah. like ooh, I, I, I better perform. Around, he's though. he's no, I know he's always around. But it was something. That's I'm talking about like the shot looks like funny that he's literally right there and it's like all right i better not screw this up the guy's staring at the back of my head if you didn't know heim it would definitely feel very weird but i mean he's he's around i mean you know he's just oh yeah walks right onto the field during bp and whatever he's a very on hands-on yeah something specifically about that that he's just like staring at the back of your head was funny to me but it, (laughs) it obviously it's more how it shows up on tv i mean he's behind the dugout it's like it's normal but when you get the side shot it's more of a 2d it's like Looks like he's literally just grilling these guys as they're up there. Like, you better get a hit. Or I'm yeah. sending you down, Jaron. Pay but, you. Yeah, I will not pay I, because that's legal. I just won't pay you if you don't play well. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that was. I think that was all. I mean, that was. It was a fun series. I love how many guys contributed. I think that is the thing with the Red Sox right now. You go down the list. Mm. Everybody in one game or another is doing something that's helping them win, and that's why. What's the exact? I want to make sure I get this right. Forty-two they are, and thirty-one. But they are. What are they since? Nineteen I know I, and I, four. Thirty-two and twelve. Just starts throwing a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was looking for. Thirty-two <laughs> and twelve since starting ten is, and nineteen. Yeah. There's only that so is, many records that you can. No, be I know. For. But th- I mean, that's silly though. Thirty-two yeah. and twelve since they Ridiculous. started ten and nineteen. We came on this program after they got swept by the White Sox, and a guy started for them in Keuchel that is not even on the team anymore and shut them down couldn't get anything going it was mother's day if i'm not mistaken and the team sucked they they were losing tough games they weren't hitting one of the worst hitting teams in the league trevor story was terrible and now you look up since that point since that i think it was may 10th 
They have the highest batting average, the highest OPS, the most runs, everything. Slugging, go down the list. It's all socks. So mm-hmm. even with They're, the Yankees, even with the Yankees, I know they got zero hits on Saturday. Unfortunately, they won on Sunday. We were going to have a, a, a field day with that. But, I mean, still, on Saturday, it's like the goal of baseball is to get hits, and they got none, and that sucks. I mean, it can't have been the game plan. No, it can't have been. But no, they even were getting been. they were getting no hit through like six on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then they remembered, oh yeah, we're playing good ball. Let's actually act like it. But even yeah. the last like week plus, Yankees are like five hundred. You know, it's it's not like they're destroying everybody in the last seven eight games. So mm-hmm. we can hang on to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to just just see them lose. I know that like you're not really in the divisional hunt right now, but just to see them lose just always feels good. And Yankee I, yeah. fans are so. No, they're yeah. the worst. They're the worst. Dumb people. They're just saying things, just saying the same things. Just for, like, how are you not getting tired of saying the, the, the rent, thing? The rent-free thing is like the dumbest. That's always been the dumbest mm-hmm. thing of all time. Like, oh, well, rent-free, dude. I, I think I tweeted something to the degree of like, I'm, I'm genuinely, and I am genuinely not worried about the Yankees. Like, this is mm-hmm. not much different a team than they've had in the last like four years, and they've mm-hmm. done absolutely nothing. Like, you, you look at the rotation, and these guys aren't going to all keep killing it. Like, there's it, what Jordan Montgomery is going to keep killing it. Jamison Tyone is going to have mm. a two five ERA. Nestor Cortez is pitching out of his mind. Like, I mean, I think I think Cortez is the one guy you can point to. It's like this is probably the sustainable it's, one. Yeah, I just it still stuns me that he that yeah. he's doing this. But yeah. it's it is what it is. The Yankee fans are going to do what they're going to do. They're going to celebrate their their June World Series title. But mm. I'm not. I'm genuinely big picture not worried about the Yankees. It just would be more fun for all parties involved if the Sox were in like any other division. Not like changing the teams, I more just mean the distance back of first. Like they the Red Sox right now would be leading the AL Central. They would be leading the NL Central. They would be central champs on both sides. I think mm-hmm. those are the only two divisions. So they'd be leading a third of the divisions with their 42 and 31 record, which is really saying something. This team started 10 and 19 and now they'd be in first place in a couple other divisions. You just happen to be in the division with the best record in baseball. And I'm not counting the division out. It's going to be very hard. It's tough when you go 32-12. and 12, mm-hmm. And I think they've lost ground or at least stayed level uh, in how many games they are back. But either way, last if, 44 games, I believe it is, Red Sox and Yankees have the same record. If the Yankees had lost today, which it really looked like they were. Oh, it looked like they, they were down 3 nothing late. They, the Sox would have made up uh, four games in a week. Yeah. Which would have felt good. I mean, for to go from... Uh, what would have been 10 back. Yeah. It was 14 back to, to 10 back would have been crazy. That would have been yeah. to cut that lead basically uh, you know, into two-thirds of what it was. But whatever. I mean, who cares? It's it's not about that. It's about uh, just you know focusing. It's about the on kids. At the end of the day, it's all it's about, about the it's kids. About, it's about the kids. It's about the kids. The uh, Yankees have a great record, but who cares? At the end of the day, this is all about the kids. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it kind of selfish of Yankees fans to keep talking about themselves when you know. It's I know. About the kids. It's not about you. So. It's not about me, Joey. It's about the kids. Oh, Aaron Judge hit another home run. Uh, donated to any children lately? Yeah. Like, Have when's you? the last time you gave your cleats to the kids? <laughs> when was the you last know? time you hugged a kid on the yeah. street? You know? Yeah. Walking down the street and hug a kid. There's some advice to <laughs> these fans. Take that. There you, there you go. How about you do that, you losers? <laughs> it's 
Like, get away from my kid. Yeah, give, give back to the community, <laughs> would you? Give back to the community, you bums. That's what you got to do. But that'll do it. That'll do it for whoa, 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 whoa. the recap. We still have closing thoughts. More no, wait, no, trust me. In closing thoughts, we do series MVP. Yeah, I wasn't going to forget. You knew that. I wasn't yep. going to forget. So uh, coming up next, we have series MVP and closing thoughts on Inside the Monster. We are back, Joey. It is time for series MVPs. You take the floor. All right. A um, couple of honorable mentions first. Yep. Uh, Raphael Devers went six for 13 in this series. Good job, Raphael. Keep hitting the ball, please. Very good. Uh, JD, uh, JD's back. Welcome back, JD. We missed you, pal. Uh, five for 13 in this series. Here's a little numbers. A little couple numbies for you. Here's Steve. a little numbers. Yeah. Here's a little numbers. This is a little <laughs> segment we're gonna we're gonna call a little numbers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> JD has batted fifth for 18 at bats this year. Yeah. Uh, in those 18 at bats, he's hitting 278. Right. Yep. He's batted fourth for 88 abs, batting 216. When batting third. 153, so twice as many as when he's batting fourth, batting 412. That's a good stat. That's pretty crazy, right? I thought yeah. that was nuts because he does oscillate between third and fourth. And I was like, I feel like he always does better when he's batting third. Yes, he hits twice as well. So I, uh, I like that. That's a great stat. Great stat by Joe. Hey, thanks. Uh, and that Joey leads stats. me to Joey Stats. That's what they call me. That leads me to our series MVP. Uh, it's gonna Mine's going to be Jaron Duran. Okay. Six for Jaren 15, Durant. two stolen go. bags, an RBI. What more can you ask for from the dude, huh? Yeah, and Just he gets a, three days off. <laughs> that's yep. that's the feedback into those people. But, yeah, it's – I just love – looking at the lineup, dude, mm-hmm. I love this lineup they had today. Duran, Devers, JD, Bogey, Verdugo, Story, Franchi, Vasquez, JBJ. Mm-hmm. Those guys, obviously Jackie's struggling, but – that lineup's loaded. Like, that is yeah. top to bottom. JBJ struggling. That lineup yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. loaded. And it's just constantly, uh, you know, run opportunities all across the board. So, mm-hmm. I am also going with Jaron Duran. Save the suspense there. Uh, we are going with the combo pick of Jaron Duran for series MVP. The stats you mentioned, he's hitting 327 on the year now couple of steals. He's just, I say it all the time, but he's chaos to ran. He is just constantly causing things to happen. Is it going to go well 100% of the time? No. no. But he's a spark that you can't replace with anyone else. And I think there's an element of kind of playing for your career happening here too. He knows, hey, if it's here, if it's somewhere else, I hope it's here. I got to show him right now that I can do it. I got to show the Red Sox. I got to show every other team that I deserve to be at this level, that I can play at a high level at Major League Baseball, and he's done that. So it's been great to see. I have him as a a back-to-back series MVP, and he deserves what comes along with that, which is a graphic by Nate. So that's that's what Jaron's going to get. <laughs> we should this also give him you, like Jaren. we should give him like a snack or something. Like here you go, you get candy. But uh, closing thoughts. I'll rip through mine real quick. I went to mm-hmm. see uh, Top Gun with Elaine. And, dude, there is nothing that drives me more nuts 
this is probably a lie, but there's nothing that drives me more nuts than people that make constant noise at the movies. Like, shut up. There were one lady specifically that was sitting next to us that was coughing every three seconds, was super loud with her snacks, was talking to this guy. She, it was a cut, Joey. I know what you're saying. It's like, oh, if you're caught, you can't control <laughs> she's that. Coughing. Yeah, it's not like she Dude, was talking. But no, like, this was like, this was, like, no, she, it was like a, I don't give a damn cover. <laughs> like, it was just like oh, a throwaway. Okay. It, they right, were throwaway right. coughs where That's it's like, detail. don't be doing throwaway coughs when you don't have to and when you're at the movies. And it was during like Im- very important scenes. And like serious scenes. We also had some other people there that were laughing at stuff that wasn't even funny. It's not like Top Gun's oh. a comedy. Like, what are you doing? There were, there's some moments there, not to give anything away, but some like potential tearjerkers. Mm-hmm. And we got people laughing. I'm like, what's going on? This crowd sucks. But specifically, this one lady next to us mm-hmm. wouldn't stop talking. Or, ding, the ding on the phone was going off. I'm like, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Like, I, I would have left. I would have left. Dude, I, no, I, that's a classic Joey move. Just get the hell out of there. But I, I don't even blame you. I just, I'm, I, I think I'm a nice person for the most part. And mm. I was going to yell at this lady. Like, I was so close to being like, you got to shut up. You just, you can't. <laughs> You, but he, she's there with the, you know, presumed boyfriend, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not trying to, I'm not like the, the you know, I'm not I, the yell guy. I'm not the like argument guy. So it, I don't know. It was so 20s, annoying. 20s, 30s people? 20s, 30s? I'd say late 30s. I'd say mm-hmm. late 30s. Um, okay. Just like, oh, God, she was so annoying. Like, I can't <laughs> emphasize it. Not, I just don't understand. Like, nothing bugs me just more. Stay home. Just stay home. Stay home. You know, don't go. Stream nothing, it. There's no need to go. More. If yeah. you're going to just like, act like you're at home exactly the whole point of going to the theater is the, the experience of like man i'd love to watch this in a place where nothing is distracting me it's dark it's loud it's big and like i don't have to uh get up and answer the door i have to i'm have the laundry going like no i'd like to be in a place where it's okay to just focus on the movie that's the whole yes. point yes exactly and it's like we could not it really took away from and the movie is incredible i know we kind of saw it a little later it came out a little while ago but um yeah, it's just don't – if you're making constant noise, I just hate when people don't have any consideration for anyone around them. It's like, nope, me, me, me. I got to cough for the 30th time, so I'm going to do it. That The fact that it bugs me more that she doesn't realize how annoying that is than that she's even doing it in the first place. Like that that's the thing that's like you don't even notice that this sucks for everyone else. Like It's that the self-awareness is, thing. Yes, and I, it's at zero for her. Mm-hmm. So you stink, lady. Uh, over to you, Joey, for a closing thought. Yeah, first of all, let me just say I totally get that because I'm somebody who's like hyper fixated on the idea of like, man, I hope I'm not throwing off anybody's anything yes. here. I'll hang back in the group. I don't want to over talk. I don't want to do that. Like, hope everything just is going smoothly as if I'm not here. So when somebody just asserts themselves, <laughs> that's insane. That's, I it's think that's the worst. absolutely nuts. Um, my closing thought shout out my son. Yeah, Shout out Sebastian. Yes, dude. Huge. This is how different our lives are, dude. You're out at the movie theater, and I cleaned human poop out of my phone <laughs> speakers today. Oh god, a little different. out of my phone speakers. Uh, so let me f- finish that thought there. Shout out my son. Uh, big time pooped on the potty today. It's been a huge thing we've been striving towards, Seb, and, uh, and it happened. And there congratulations you to you. You did it. Today was the day. Very happy for you. Very proud of you. Not proud of you. Not happy with you for the fact that you threw my phone in the toilet right afterwards. Oh, no. So, yeah. Yeah. And it was, it's not like, it wasn't a toilet. So it wasn't wet, but it was like the, the kid 
pot. You know what I mean? It's just like a plastic chair with a bowl attached to it. So yeah. basically just threw it into a, a pile of poop. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, not very stoked about that. I really had like just a very different lives we're leading here. <laughs> we really got different lives. I'm sitting there with a Lysol wipe. Like, what do I do? Is my oh phone my. just going to smell like poop forever? <laughs> I don't even have my case on now because I'm just still like letting it breathe. Oh um, God! So that's my closing thought. Uh, there shout you out go. you and also, I mean, damn it, you know. Oh, that is something. Yeah, we definitely. I'm I'm like you know ordering chicken fingers over here and you're cleaning poop out of your phone. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we're at. But uh, that'll do it. That'll do it for episode 28, the JD Martinez episode, the Doug Mirabelli episode. All you guys, David Ross, Robbie Ross, the Ross brothers, that, that this episode goes out to them. We will, uh, next you'll hear from us is the series preview for a big series, Joey, coming up. This one's actually coming up from the six. This one is actually yeah. in Toronto, and that's coming up next. But until then, for Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer, mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Podcast.